I really wanted to connect with my fans, you know, and I also wanted to feel like um, I had some way to not just reach out to them, but literally put on a concert for them. That's Kelly Hunt. I'm Jamie Green. And this is Trading Fours. Hey everybody, it's Jamie and it's time for another edition of Trading Fours. It's also the weekend and I hope that uh, you survived the week and that uh, maybe you're having a chance to put your feet up and relax a little bit. I know these are trying times. We're all in this together. Today's guest is going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Kelly Hunt has been a staple in the Kansas City and Lawrence and Topeka uh, music arena for a long time. She's also known across the country and lots of places across the world. She, as you can tell, has an amazing voice, is a great songwriter and an amazing pianist. She can do it all. And she actually, I found out today, she plays a little bit of guitar too. So this is going to be a fun one. I actually really wanted to have Kelly on because I became aware of Kelly was doing these Facebook Connection Series concerts where she is performing every Saturday at seven o'clock central and is doing these amazingly uh, very cool concerts that are an hour long where she plays lots of tunes and she interacts with people and uh, i thought it was a great idea and it's been something that uh, i think we've all been delving into lately as we've been able to find uh, that these people are out there and what they're doing and what they're working on uh, and how we can connect with music right now so i personally have uh, been listening to folks all over the country and sometimes around the world either on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, whatever the best way is to get to, to watch these folks. So that's one of the silver linings to this, and Kelly is taking good advantage of it. So uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Kelly is a delight to talk to. We had a lot of fun chatting and uh, really enjoyed it. So without uh, further ado, here is my conversation with Kelly Hunt. Thanks so much for being on. And um, I've obviously, Kelly, have been aware of you for a long time. My wife went to law school at uh, the University of Kansas in the 90s, and we used to see you playing out uh, quite a bit when we could afford it. Um, uh, and it was so nice, you know, uh, I, I see that you're, you're taking really good use of Facebook with these connection concerts. So I think that's a good place to start. So tell us a little bit about that. We're talking right now. It's a Friday afternoon. Um, about how you're doing these and how you're connecting and how they're working out for you? Well, um, weeks ago, actually now six, six or seven weeks ago, um, when all of the pandemic stuff just first started to really kick into gear, um, like a lot of musicians, our live performances were either, well, they either disappeared completely or they were rescheduled for months in advance. And <clears throat> I really wanted to connect with my fans, you know, and I also wanted to feel like um, I had some way to not just reach out to them, but literally put on a concert for them. 
So my connection concerts, they're solo, obviously, but <clears throat> it's not just a couple of songs. I, I plan out what I'm going to do. I play for at least an hour. Um, and the concerts are planned um, pretty carefully. Like the concerts happen every Saturday night at 7 Central. And I usually take Sunday off. And then Monday, uh, my manager uh, and my husband, who's been my business partner for over 25 years, uh, we sit down and brainstorm um, about the coming concert. Um, we've done everything from, you know, requests, like an all-request concert, and I'm still kind of working on that list. And, um, you know, like one week we had dance party. And because I'm a songwriter, everything I do, almost everything I do is my own stuff. I've written and recorded. Um, although this week's concert is about my favorite cover songs and some of my favorite writers and a handful of requests that are still on that list. So, you know, it's something I take seriously. And the interesting thing is once we started doing them, we were kind of surprised and happy about how other people were connecting with each other. Like live, we'd see comments, or I would look at the comments after and, and realize people are connecting with, it, with each other. People from Canada, U.S., New Zealand, Spain, all over the, all over the world. And, it, and it's kind of become this thing, Jamie. It's like um, their own community if that makes sense. Absolutely. And which is very cool for me because I think like, like any of us, you know, it's, it can feel pretty isolating and, and kind of scary during these times. We're all concerned about not just ourselves, but you know, our family and our friends. And so this was just a way for me to stay connected to people that were not only already following me, over the years, but make connections with new people and kind of make it a thing, you know, and we decided to leave all of the videos up on the Kelly Hunt music page. So like if somebody can't pop in on a Saturday night at seven, or they have some other things that they want to watch or some other obligation, they can go back and watch it whenever they feel like it. Right. Yeah. You know, and, it's, you know. uh, it's interesting. And, um, I, I, I've talked to a lot of people since this started that that are kind of doing what you're doing, but you're the one that I, that I've really noticed with the theme idea, which is great, and, and you know what a great idea. But a lot of musicians are having to become audiovisual tech, you know, technical uh, technological uh, uh, experts real quick, right? Uh, right. You know, trying to figure out how it all, and and it, it's been really interesting watching because there's some folks that have, have kind of got it and are on it, and there's some folks that they're still trying to figure it out, and they, you know. And it always seems if some if a camera is going to die on you or a microphone is going to die on you, it's going to happen while you're uh, actually on <laughs> on the air live. Um, so how 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 have you approached that? Do you have that ability already? Have you learned on the fly? Do you have people that you know that are helping you? I mean, how how did you get up to speed so quickly? Well, um, mainly for me, it's that Al and I work together, and he has more of the technical technological side of things. Um, not just figured out, but he has years of experience specifically with the technology that technology that I may not have. I mean, I'm fine with doing social media. I'm fine with doing, um, you know, Skype and FaceTime. I'm actually doing some teaching using those different methods. But 
when it comes to making something sound good and look good in a video, um, he's really been key to helping that happen. And we go through a series of steps. I mean, every week we're going through this series of steps where, okay, here's the song list. I work on the material. We put it in order. We go out. We try things out sound-wise. And every week we're tweaking it just a little bit more. In fact, Al's been looking at some um, technology uh, for these upcoming concerts that will hopefully even take it a step farther. But, you know, we've been a team for a long time. And Mm -hmm. It works best for for us to work together on this. And I think that, you know, we get better at it as we go along because we really want people to show up and feel like we haven't just slapped this thing together. Right. You know, I'm not just throwing up my phone in my bedroom and sticking it on my dresser and having my phone run out. I mean, we we plan all those things like, okay, we, we need to make sure that this doesn't run out of power. We need to have a power bar plugged in. Okay, we need to make sure we have a sound check before. And um, we're doing all those things for each and every one of these. You know, it's not perfect. It's a live performance. And uh, we do the best we can. But so far, so good. And we just want to look at improving it every time. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think anybody who performs live, there is a pride that comes with that, right? That you want it to be obviously very professional and you want it to sound great and you want it to look great. And from, sure. you know, the standard way, you, you control that with a good PA system and how you performed on stage and, you know, mm-hmm. all, and, and you rehearsed a bunch before. And so this is adding this whole nother dynamic to it, right? This is kind of, it, it's like we were juggling with three balls as musicians and now <laughs> the fourth ball's been thrown in, right? <laughs> Right. And we're trying to figure out. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it just, it just, it seems like, you know, I think a lot of people are doing really well considering all the circumstances. And and that's why I reached out to you initially, because I I came upon yours, you know, I've liked you on Facebook for a long time and then I saw it. And uh, I I think it's great how many people are adapting so quickly. Well, it's pretty astonishing. And, you know, it's, we have to, you know, we, we want to make it work and, I want to I want to be a place like it's almost like a gathering place where people can depend on it and count on it that okay Saturday night we're going to go to this party or this concert or whatever it is. And here's here's one thing that happened Jamie that first week that really blew me away. When I went back afterwards and decompressed a little bit and just kind of looked through you know, oh my god, how many people were there and where they're from and they continue to watch, you know, through the following week. But people would send me pictures like, oh, we put you up on our big screen and, you know, we're having a dance party or we've got you, you know, we're watching with our neighbors and, you know. And so I had to remember and not just remember, I needed to realize that they're not just watching these things on their phone or on their iPad or, you know, their desktop. People are popping these concerts up on their larger screens or television screens and cranking stuff through their speakers and you can bet i want it to sound and look good within reason with what we have here at our place you know we're not um people know that that's what's happening we're here using what we have right no, yeah. I, I, I've got a uh, five foot by eight foot projection screen in my basement with the surround, ah. the surround sound. So that's where you've appeared on my house. So just to let oh you know. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so you win the, the large screen um, 
surprise. That's the largest screen I think <laughs> that I'm aware of. Yeah, well, you know, Woo! I used to watch yeah. sports on it. <laughs> so mm. <laughs> I'd be back watching back in the day. Yeah, back in the old days, I'd watch a Royals game or a football game on it. But uh, anyway, well, I, I, a lot of questions. One of the things I so I know you have a ton of great original music because I've listened to you for years. But let's talk a little bit about this new show that you're doing tomorrow night. Because my uh, mm-hmm. aspiration is to get this up beforehand. Um, oh, wow. So, so my podcast listeners can listen to it. Well, I have more free time, Kelly, than I used to for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, brother. Uh-huh. So uh, let's talk about the show on Saturday Night 7. So who all are you covering? Um, well, for example, um, I'm doing a Van Morrison song, something that I did for a, at the Folly Theater uh, as a tribute to Bill Shapiro, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, did a KCUR, did a national show um, for 40 years. So I'm doing Van Morrison. Um, I'm actually doing a Bob Dylan thing that I've done before, uh, in live performance. Cause I play both piano and guitar. So I'm going to do some guitar on that. Okay. I'm actually going to do, a, um, kind of a sweet little tribute to John Prine. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I thought you probably would. Which, yeah. t- which tune? Uh, Summer's End. That's a great song. It, it, oh, man, it's so good. And I, I love that he came back and did that new record, you know, in, well, I guess, 2019. Um, I got to say, that's that's really one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Or has become one of my favorite. So I'm going to do that. Um, I'm also going to be doing a Jeff Black song. Okay. I don't know. If, if I am not familiar. Tell me about Jeff. Jeff Everlovin' Black, man, you have got to check him out. He's originally from Liberty, Missouri, but... He's been living in Nashville, making a living as a songwriter for, you know, almost 30 years now. Uh, he's a friend. He's a killer writer. We did some touring together a couple years ago, just the two of us, where we would do each other's songs. And um, he's uh, he's a great writer. And I'm going to be doing one of the songs that I did in that show that I really love. So please check out Jeff Black. He's, I will do it. He's unbelievable. So those are just a few of the covers. Um, I'm also going to go down my request list, um, I guess, of the 2.0. The, the second one we did was an all-request show, and people could ask for, you know, songs of mine. And the list was like 44 songs. I went, wow. oh, my God. You know, so what we realized really quickly, well, that's not going to be – I'm not going to get all those done in an hour so. Every show since then, I've done a handful of those requests, too. And uh, I'll be doing a few of those as well. And I'll be doing something new that nobody's heard me do of mine. Um, Because I'm, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, going to be doing the new record uh, this year. We thought we would have been started on it. But, you know, circumstances dictated that that has to be on hold. So I'll also slip some new stuff in there as well. So are you getting to, are you writing more? Do you have more time to write right now? Is that one of the positives from this? You know, uh, for the first few weeks, no, I didn't. I wasn't doing much writing. I think it was because I think a combination of, yeah, I'm still doing some teaching online. I started doing the weekly concerts but also, you know, it's kind of exhausting to have that constant hum of stress, mm-hmm. you know, going on. And it takes a lot more energy to just navigate through your day. Like, okay, how how are we going to get groceries? Um, how are my parents doing? What do I need to do to check on so-and-so or stay healthy? And 
I found myself not, you know, I practice almost daily, but I, I found myself not writing. And that has just shifted, I'd say, in the last week or so when I started getting to getting into that mode where like that channel was open somehow. Right. And I started a process. I've started a couple of songs and I think, you know, as this process goes along for everybody on the planet, you know, I think the the operative word is unknown. Amen. It's, it's all a big ever loving unknown. And when that's happening, um, it, it took me at least a little while, and I've talked to some other writer friends of mine. It's taken us a while for the gears to kind of shift back into opening up that creative channel to get back to writing. Because heaven knows we got a lot of grist for the mill now. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, just on a, even on a very personal level, things seem kind of tender and almost... You know, the spotlight is on little things that we may have, may or may not have noticed in our life or may not have appreciated as deeply as we do now. So yeah. I'm just now getting back into that mode. Yeah, I think I, wistful is kind of one of the words that I've been thinking a lot. Yeah. You know, just real wistful. And it's interesting. Uh, the last show I played was March 3rd. And I just remember when we, cause you know, it had, the news had started breaking and we started hearing these stories and China <laughs> was shut down. And, and I thought to myself at the time, it's like, man, the last set, like really enjoy this. It might be a while. It may be a long time before you get to do this again. Yes. Um, and, and I was right, unfortunately. Um, but you know, I, I, it's such a, it's such a thing. Musicians, so much of what musicians do is that personal connection with folks and that, instant feedback from folks and that just that, you know, I think there's nothing more pleasing, at least for me, and I'm sure it's for you, is just to see people's reaction when you do something that, that, that touches them emotionally. Yeah. Um, and so not having that has been strange. Um, it has been strange. And I think that's something that I had to get used to doing these online concerts because the first one um, was probably the hardest one for me to adjust to something that was brand new to me. And also just what you said, you can't see or hear their reaction. Cause you know, it's a real cyclical thing with your audience. You give out energy, they give it back. It's very much a, a participatory uh, experience for everybody. So I shifted my thinking once I realized just how many people were checking in, Right. you know, and even after the fact, I'll still get people reach out to me, you know, for days after a concert about that one concert, because they didn't have a chance to watch it or whatever. And I've realized I have to shift my thinking and my perception to I'm, I'm with a big group of people here from all over the world who have chosen to spend their time here listening to me. And so I, I do kind of get into that mode of live performance. Like, you know, I'll take a breath after a song. I'll say thank you. I'll talk to people, not like a shtick, but like a community. Like, hey, man, I know you guys are here. And a couple times during each video, Al will hand me uh, his phone so I can see actually who's there. And it's, man, it's so great to see that. That that uh, changes the energy in the room for me. Absolutely. Um, I, had, I had to become aware of that. The first one I was... I was happy to do it, but man, I felt, I was pretty freaked out. I was like, oh my God, 
just live. Here I go. Ugh. Yeah. You know, and I was like, ah, <laughs> and then I had to like simmer down from that deal because live performance is where I'm most comfortable. I'm real comfy with performing. Well, yeah. How many and, shows have you done over the years? I mean, you, uh, a bazillion. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot ever since I was, a, you know, a teenager. And I think once I shifted into that mode, yeah, man, people are here with you. Right. They're choosing to be here. You've invited them in and like, you know, relax a little bit. Yeah. And that, um, that's, it, so that's helped. Absolutely. And I, and I think you're so right. I know that uh, there's been some acts, national acts that I've been watching their shows that, you know, I would not have been able to see them. Um, I, yeah. these are people down in Austin. I have a, one person I like a lot. She's down in Austin and I have a person that I like a lot. And he's up in Seattle and, you know, <laughs> I guess that's the, the positive. I would not be seeing their shows in normal time. I would be down at a show somewhere in Kansas city. Yeah. Uh, so there is that community. So tell me a little bit about the, I, I know you've, you've played internationally. So where are these people internationally coming from? Are they people that have seen you before when you've done a tour or how did they, how do they discover you? And, and it's kind of neat with the time change that some of those folks probably were up pretty late to watch you. Yeah, it's actually really amazing. Well, I mean, we've been to Switzerland, we've been to Italy, um, but I've gotten airplay in a lot of countries. Um, so we've got fans and I've, you know, played, all of North America. So you got your Canadian fans and U.S. fans. But we've had people tune in from Brazil, from New Zealand. Wow. Oh, God. I'm trying to think. Uh, from Cuba and Dubai. And so I, I think that since music has been, uh, I've gotten airplay in different ways and digital play, mm-hmm. you know, through Sirius uh, and all the Spotify fans and iTunes. And I think the world has become a much smaller place. Um, and in my case, yeah, a lot of people that are tuning in, they've seen me play live somewhere over the years, but then there's the new fans that have been, have folded in um, since, you know, Spotify has happened since Pandora, since, you know, all the digital uh, outlets have been out there. In fact, there are fans that listen to, you know, uh, like KKFI online who aren't, who don't live in the U S and hadn't heard me on KKFI. Right. So it's, it's great, you know, for any artist, but it's really great for, um, you know, independent artists who, yes, we have, you know, distribution. Yes, we have a, a, some success and and I've toured widely for a long time, but there are a lot of people who have never heard of me that are, um, thank goodness, you know, having a chance to check it out without my band, without the, you know, all the production, just literally me. Right. And, um, I dig it that they're, you know, tuning in. No, it's great. You know, it's funny. It's, it's just how much the world has changed. So, um, I'll tell you, I'm I'm 52 years old, so I, I remember when I was a kid, we'd be thrilled we could hear w, WLS in Chicago at night, right? Yeah. It seemed like I was thinking, now, like you said, the world has become so small that virtually anybody can hear you from anywhere. Um, that's right. That's where technology's cool. Some parts of technology I'm not a fan of, but that's certainly very cool and that you can have that kind of fan stuff. So, um, well, that's good, too. And so, Kelly, I know you were born in here in KC, right? That's where you, right. right. So, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about growing up and stuff. I read your bio a little bit on Wikipedia. I try to do a little oh. bit of re- <laughs> a little, I don't know if it's accurate or not cause it's Wikipedia, yeah. but, uh, uh it's, right. it sounded like you came from a musical family. So I'm, I'm always interested in that. So tell me a little bit about growing up here. 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was born in Kansas City and only lived there for a few years. My family moved from Kansas City to Topeka for a couple of years and then from Topeka to Emporia, Kansas. And that's where I spent my growing up years until I moved to Lawrence. And my mom was a singer um, and in her younger life was a dancer as well. My dad played upright bass in the Navy band. Um, I have an older sister that uh, for a while made her living as a singer-songwriter. Um, my older brother <laughs> played a, a Sears Roebuck guitar in band in junior high. Right. And my younger sister, actually my younger sister is a, is a good songwriter and singer, and that's not her career, but she co-wrote a song with me that ended up in a Kevin Wilmot movie and ended up on one of my uh, records. So... I think thanks to my parents, um, who always and still do have music going in the house, everything from Kansas City blues and jazz to New Orleans. I have a connection to New Orleans through um, my mom's mom and her brother. Okay. <clears throat> so there was, you know, music always going in the house, and it, I was encouraged in, as opposed to discouraged. Uh, when I sat down at a piano, I started when I was three and just played by ear. And, you know, people, my folks were like, great, well, do that, you know. I eventually learned how to read music when I was 10, but I was in, a, in an environment where there's a lot of different kinds of music and music was valued. Um, I was never discouraged from pursuing something like that. And I pretty much always knew from a fairly young age that I wanted to be a songwriter. I wanted to play piano. Um, and then later when I got into high school, I got into a band and kind of got tricked into singing. How were you tricked into it? Well, I mean, I, I was singing in like the, you know, high school choirs and stuff like that, but I got in this band, a couple of my brother's friends, my older brother's friends said that they wanted a keyboard player. They had like drums, bass, guitar, and they had a, a, you know, girl or young woman at that time that was singing. They didn't want a singer. They just wanted somebody to play these keyboards that they had. And I said, hey. So we talked to my parents, and they gave me permission. So I played with this band. I started when I was 16. And it was made very clear to me by the singer that I wasn't going to be singing anything. And I was <laughs> fine with that. Like, I didn't want to. That wasn't my thing, you know. I was like, fine. I don't want to make a beep. But I knew that I could sing. And one night we went to do a gig and I, we were paid 50 bucks a piece. And we were playing um, at the college for a fraternity party. It was like a formal. And we were doing all, you know, cover songs because that's we were a party band. Yep. And she didn't show up for the gig. And it was like five minutes before the gig. And the guys in the band looked at me and they're, they're like, man, we hope you can sing because... <laughs> You know, here we go. And, uh, you know, they sang a couple of like the Chuck Berry songs or something. We were some, you know, Freddie King or whatever we were doing. But everything else she was singing. And I and I got kind of that cold and clammy, nauseous feeling. Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, my God. (laughs) So the cool thing that happened was I just said, you know, like, give me a minute. And I just kind of went off by myself. And I don't know why. Jamie, I did this at that age, but I said, okay, you can either freak out and, you know, we're going to play all instrumentals 
Mm-hmm. Or you can act as if, because I knew I could sing all the songs and I knew them all because we played them and I rehearsed them. It wasn't like I didn't know them. I said, or I can act as if I've done this the whole time. Nobody in this audience has any idea that I've never done it. They don't even care what I sound like. They're just there to, you know, it's, dance with each other and yeah. drink. Yeah, it's know? a keger with the frat party, right? Yeah, it, pretty much. And I, but you know, I was sixteen, so I wasn't. I, I, these were like older guys. Oh yeah. Know? And so, I just decided screw it man i'm just going to act like i'm just going to own this and then i can freak out about it afterwards i only have to do this this one time so i just went up there bang we did it during the gig you know it went really well and the guys were looking at me like oh my god (laughs) when that was done they fired her (laughs) i bet (laughs) and i and i made 75 dollars. there you go and so, and um, part of me was like, "Oh, oh, I'm in trouble now. I got to keep doing this." And part of me went, "You know what? I can do this." Yeah. And so- I wasn't, you know, I just I got better at it as I went along. Yeah, I love your voice. I mean, you're obviously you're, you're the you're the total package. But I always appreciate people that can really sing. And it certainly, I have a voice that's made for background vocals. So, <laughs> I, I'm yeah. I, I you know That's I can I can I can sing in P I you know I I'm in pitch I'm not out of tune or anything I just don't have that real strong voice so I'm always when people have that strong voice that they can man it's just it's something I always just really enjoy so uh, oh, I, I just thanks. I love it stuff so that's great I, it's a great story I mean it's funny yeah. it, you know it's funny that happens sometimes right where the people well like like Genesis you know they thought the band's over when Peter Gabriel leaves yeah. and they're like oh we're never gonna do anything again and then it turns out Phil Collins was you know, more than able to pick up the torch and run with it. So it's kind of funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were okay. Yeah. They seem to do all right. I, in fact, <laughs> I, I was explaining, I have two teenage boys and I don't even know how it came up, but I was somehow Phil Collins came up and I was like, he was everywhere. And they're like, what? And I was like, he was on the radio incessantly. I said, he had a single career and his Genesis career. And I was like, every, I said, I, he was the only guy at Live Aid that they flew from London to Philadelphia so he could be on both stages. I said, you just don't realize how, what a huge deal he was in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No kidding, man. Great example. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit. You said you're talking about this new album. Um, mm-hmm. so, so what's the, what's the timeline? I know it's probably having to adapt and stuff. And what are you thinking about doing for this one? Well, the timeline is, uh, to be determined at this point. Um, we started doing just piano vocal demos last year just to go back and listen to stuff and sift through the material. Um, and we're still honing in on that. We're, we're in process on that. And we're also still deciding where we want to record the album. Do you like to record um, in Lawrence or do you like to go somewhere out of town? Um, well, all of my records have done, been done... Um, well, the first one was done in Los Angeles, and everyone, every record since was done at, uh, somewhere in Nashville, like Sound Emporium um, or the Rendering Plant, because I have, I, there are several reasons for that. One is the vibe in that town is really laid back and relaxed. I have incredible musician friends that tour all over the world with other artists that will come in and play on my record and we just have a thing, you know, we get together and it's like, man, there's that thing, you know, it feels so good. But, um, starting the end of, I guess, 2019, Al and I were out scouting, um, 
recording studios in Kansas City. So, I mean, there's talented people everywhere. And yeah. I like, I really like to record where I have the, the core group in the room at the same time. And I know that's not how a lot of people do it, but it's how I can feel it, you know. So <clears throat> if it, I, I'd like to see that happen again where I can have my, you know, bass, drums, guitar, piano. I'm usually playing piano and singing at the same time. Even B3 when you record, player. you do it that way. Um, I do, and not all of those vocals are keepers, but some of them are. Um, I'll go back and do some, have a vocal, couple vocal days if I need to. Um, and I'll bring in, like, if I have a horn section or different soloists, you know, that are going to come in. <clears throat> but I do like to have that core group. I like that hands-on, uh, kind of soul-to-soul feeling. Like, cause sometimes cool things happen that we don't expect when we're all there together. It's not like uh, we're in the same room and there's a bunch of bleed-through for all the different instruments. We're in the same studio at the same time. Yeah. And, and most of us, and the core group is playing at the same time. Um, and I've just found that that's what works for me. So, you know, to answer your question, I don't know what the timeline will be now. It depends on what's happening with the pandemic and um, personnel. You know, my, my core touring band is based in Chicago and, you know, they, they can't go anywhere right now. And we haven't, we haven't out of necessity decided where and who on this record we've honed in on a pretty good chunk of the material and I'm, you know, I'm still writing Mm -hmm. like with the, with the beautiful bones album, the last album that we did, I, I always record well with every album. I always record more material than I need. But, you know, we, we hone it down to what's, what are the really juicy best choices we talk, we think through, you know, what is the approach for this, not just sonically, but thematically. And we go into the studio, we record more than we need. And just a couple weeks before we started Beautiful Bones, I actually wrote the song Beautiful Bones. Really? Um yeah, I got a, a, a wonderful Taylor acoustic six string from my husband and my friends Jane and Lee as a surprise for Christmas. And I was just jumping for joy. And I was playing my guitar looking out the window after it snowed, you know, like 14 inches. And that song kind of wrote itself. And um, I played it for Al, and we just looked at each other and went, Oh my God. Well, there it is. <laughs> You're putting that it's, one on the album, right? Yeah, and it's going to be the title, and it's actually kind of the, the thematic thing that ran through the whole the whole album. So, you know, I, I I say we're ready, but I think it's still being developed. And I'm although I'm, you know, I'm disappointed in one way that I've had to wait. In another way, I just I just have to trust that process because you can't force it. Things will happen when they're supposed to, although you can bet your butt, you know, we're going to be totally prepared and ready for any opportunity, but I can't change this. I, you know, there's nothing I can do to speed this process up. So in the meantime, I write, we sift through material, we still think on it. And when the time comes and we can act on it, believe me, you're going to be out. You'll be ready. Oh yeah. Chomping at the bit. 
We are. Oh, already are. Oh, gosh, yes. You know, that's uh, so interesting. And I only have a couple more questions because I want to be cognizant of your time. But, you know, the, no, that's okay. I, I really enjoyed that you're talking about Nashville. And I actually, uh, the last guy I interviewed was a Nashville guy, a guy named John, oh. a guy named John Salloway, who has a new album out. And then one of my cool. college, one of my college buddies, actually, he's an engineer in Nashville. Uh, and so I could see what the appeal would be because, like you said, I mean, every waiter in Nashville is a musician, right? I mean, there's so many... <laughs> There's so many great musicians there, and it's not just country anymore. I mean, it's just, you know, no. a lot of people have, have camped there. And um, But I can also see, I, I certainly think that Kansas City has become a lot more serious about music. I think there's a lot more really good musicians than when I moved here in 94. Uh-huh. Um, and I, that's great. So, you know, I could see why you'd want to yeah. do one or the other, and whichever you can do would be great. But, yeah, I, I think that... Uh, you know, we're, we all have to learn to be patient whether we want to or not, because it's not on our time, you know, line. It's almost like Groundhog Day, right? When we finally figure <laughs> out how to do it right, that's when it's going to let up. So, Well, that's a good analogy. It yeah. feels that way. I've seen some funny memes about it, you know, like, you know, somebody needs to figure out how to play the piano and get Andy McDowell to love <laughs> love them so I can get out of my house, right? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. So tell everybody how to follow you, Kelly, because I always put in the show notes, um, like your Facebook and your Instagram, if you have that. And I know you have a web page because I looked at that. But what's the best way, if people who weren't aware of you, we get you some new fans. What's the best way to follow you and see what you're up to, and, and when you are out able to go out and play shows again, how to follow that too? Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, I say the website uh, kellyhunt.com. It's K-E-L-L-E-Y. H-U-N-T.com. Uh, Facebook, they can find me under Kelly Hunt Music. Uh, same thing with Instagram, Kelly Hunt Music. Twitter, Kelly Hunt Music. Just folks just need to remember that second E, you know, the E-Y. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, it's, uh, I'm very, very easy to find. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. Like I said, I, I've been uh, very much a fan of yours for a long time, and I always love your music and style, and uh, it's always great to uh, get to meet somebody, even if it's virtually. Uh, well, thank you. Thanks, Jamie. I'm, I will watch your show tomorrow night. You'll be on the big screen. Sorry, that's what it is, but you'll ah. be on the big screen. <laughs> Uh, and uh, really looking forward when the new album is out and uh, you be safe and your family be safe and and, uh, thanks so much for the time Kelly and it's been a total blast and a joy to talk to you today thank you Jamie Kelly Hunt everybody what a great chat that was again Kelly will be performing live tonight this Saturday at 7pm Central on Facebook Live theme of this one is going to be uh, cover tunes and she's going to be covering as she said in our interview john prine and bob dylan and van morrison and a bunch of others and that'll be a ton of fun so be sure to check those out i've actually watched a couple of them they're great and it's a great way to connect and be uh, a part of the music world right now Clearly, Kelly is really, really, really good and very talented. Um, and this song that uh, we're leaving with, this is that Beautiful Bone song we talked about. And it does make you think, it is a beautiful world that we live in. It's a beautiful place, and music's a beautiful thing. We're going to get through this, and I think one of the main ways we're going to get through this is we're going to continue to uh, become a community around music virtually now, and eventually it'll go back to being a part of music uh, in the real world. 
Uh, so thanks so much to Kelly. What a great talk. And she's just was a total joy to get to talk to and uh, have a little time with her today. A little housekeeping before I go. I told you guys last time if you had any input for me to email me. And then I promptly forgot to give you my email address. So the email address for this podcast is tradingforcekc at gmail.com. Again, tradingforcekc at gmail.com. T-R-A-D-I-N-G F-O-U-R-S-K-C at gmail.com. So if you've got suggestions or want to just give me a little bit of feedback or tell me how wonderful the song <laughs> go ahead and do that if you're not happy um th- that's not my email address that's totally not it you should not email me uh i'm doing my best people uh one last thing we are actually going to go back to my regular schedule which is releases on the 15th and the 30th of the month so look for our next podcast to drop on may 15th uh, and I actually know who that's going to be, but I'm going to keep it a secret for now. But I'll uh, put it up beforehand, let you know who it is. It's going to be another great talk. So until next time, go out and support live music virtually. I'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Beneath every that is whispered in our ears Underneath the elegance of the life We hold dear beneath everything mm-hmm.